0: October 7th, Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. This commemorative feast was established by St. Pius V on the anniversary of the naval victory and won by the Christian fleet at Lepanto. The victory was attributed to the help of the Holy Mother of God, whose aid was invoked through praying the Rosary. The celebration of this day invites all to meditate upon the mysteries of Christ, following the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who was so singularly associated with the Incarnation, Passion, and Glorious Resurrection of the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Ye who own the faith of Jesus, sing the wonders that were done, when the love of God the Father... O'er our sin the victory won. When he made the Virgin Mary mother of his only Son, Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed were the chosen people, out of whom the Lord did come. Blessed was the land of promise fashioned for his earthly home. But more blessed far the mother, she who bore him in her womb. Hail Mary, full of grace. Wherefore let all faithful people tell the honor of her name. Let the church in her foreshadowed, Part in her thanksgiving claim. What Christ's mother sang in gladness, let Christ's people sing the same. Hail Mary, full of grace. Praise, O Mary, praise the Father, praise thy Saviour and thy Son, praise the everlasting Spirit, who hath made the ark and throne. O'er all creatures high exalted, lowly praise the three in one. Hail Mary, full of grace. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, They make it a taunt against me. When I put my sackcloth on in mourning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkard's songs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer. For your love is kind, In your compassion turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion. For consolers, not one could I find. For food they gave me poison. In my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God's seeking hearts will revive, for the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it, those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover, from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds, make us burn with zeal for the honor of your Church, and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and you will live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. All under the yoke of slavery must regard their masters as worthy of full respect, otherwise the name of God and the church's teaching suffer abuse. Those slaves whose masters are brothers in the faith must not take liberties with them on that account. They must perform their tasks even more faithfully, since those who will profit from their work are believers and beloved brothers. These are the things you must teach and preach. Whoever teaches in any other way, not holding to the sound doctrines of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching proper to true religion, should be recognized as both conceited and ignorant, a sick man in his passion for polemics and controversy. From these come envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, in a word, the bickering of men with twisted minds who have lost all sense of truth. Such men value religion only as a means of personal gain. There is, of course, great gain in religion, provided one is content with a sufficiency. We brought nothing into this world, nor have we the power to take anything out. If we have food and clothing, we have all that we need. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and a trap. They are letting themselves be captured by foolish and harmful desires which drag men down to ruin and destruction. The love of money is the root of all evil. Some men in their passion for it have strayed from the faith and have come to grief amid great pain. Do not worry about your life and what you are to eat, nor about your body and what you are to wear. Surely life is worth more than food, and the body is more valuable than clothes. As long as we have food and clothing, we should be content. Surely life is worth more than food, and the body is more valuable than clothes. A reading from a sermon by St. Bernard, Abbot. The child to be born of you will be called Holy, the Son of God, the Fountain of Wisdom, the Word of the Father on high. Through you, Blessed Virgin, this Word will become flesh, so that even though, as he says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me, It is still true for him to say, I came forth from God, and am here. In the beginning was the Word. The spring was gushing forth, yet still within himself. Indeed the Word was with God, truly dwelling in inaccessible light. And the Lord said from the beginning, I think thoughts of peace, and not of affliction. Yet your thought was locked within you, and whatever you thought we did not know. For who knew the mind of the Lord or who was his counselor. And so the idea of peace came down to do the work of peace. The Word was made flesh, and even now dwells among us. It is by faith that he dwells in our hearts, in our memory, our intellect, and penetrates even into our imagination. What concept could man have of God if he did not first fashion an image of him in his heart? By nature incomprehensible and inaccessible, He was invisible and unthinkable, but now he wished to be understood, to be seen and thought of. But how, you ask, was this done? He lay in a manger and rested on a virgin's breast, preached on a mountain, and spent the night in prayer. He hung on a cross, grew pale in death and roamed free among the dead and ruled over those in hell. He rose again on the third day and showed the apostles the wounds of the nails, the signs of victory, and finally in their presence he ascended to the sanctuary of heaven. How can we not contemplate this story in truth, piety, and holiness? Whatever of all this I consider, it is God I am considering. In all this he is my God. I have said it is wise to meditate on these truths, and I have thought it right to recall the abundant sweetness given by the fruits of this priestly root. And Mary, drawing abundantly from heaven, has caused this sweetness to overflow for us. O Virgin Mary, no other daughter of Jerusalem is your equal. For you are the mother of the King of kings, you are the Queen of heaven and of angels. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Let us pray. Lord, fill our hearts with your love, and as you reveal to us by an angel the coming of your Son as man so lead us through his suffering and death to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.